WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light and Decatur in Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant in the newsroom on the Andrew Green. There could be a new marijuana growing operation coming to Benton Harbor following a meeting this week of the Planning Commission. The body voted to recommend the City Commission approve a special use permit for Kushava Craft to cultivate up to 1,500 marijuana plants at the facility at 261 Water Street. The Planning Commission also gave conditional approval for the site plan with Chair Lee Reed telling Kushava to have a plan documented for runoff at the property. I am suggesting that we have a pre-meeting to look at the plans as you progress before our August 2nd meeting. According to the Herald Palladium, Kushaba owner Jeff Koshaba of Fairplain plans to hire 10 workers who will be paid a living wage to grow marijuana in soil as opposed to hydroponics. The building was previously used for industry, and Koshaba is going to convert about a third of it for marijuana cultivation. The Michigan Department of Health and Human Services has announced it's giving out 300,000 additional COVID-19 tests to Michigan residents through a partnership with the Rockefeller Foundation. Department Director of Communicable Disease Joe Coyle tells us households and eligible zip codes can apply to receive a shipment of five tests. He notes that some people do have trouble getting COVID tests. Certainly there are potential access issues or financial costs that might be associated with getting those tests, you know, over the counter from a retail store or a pharmacy or something like that. And so I think that's been one of our focuses is to make sure that populations that may not have that same level of access are able to get tests distributed directly to their household. Benton Harbor, St. Joseph and South Haven all qualify for the free tests. Coyle says they're easy to use, fast and accurate. Also, we notes the state is still seeing north of 1,000 new COVID cases each day, although hospitalizations and deaths are down thanks to vaccines. You can sign up to receive a shipment of tests at accesscovidtests.org. Life jacket loaner stations will be installed at the north and south beaches in South Haven. Public Works Director Bill Hunter says Safe Kids Worldwide is making a donation of the two stations, each of which will have about 45 life jackets available on hooks to be borrowed. Mayor Scott Smith says the new Life jackets are one more way the city can help people stay safe. It is a nice concept to have the availability of life jackets in mm-hmm. case you show up and your kid's unable to swim, and hopefully it'll just encourage folks. We got a splash pad, a lot of warning systems, flags. It's just one more tool that hopefully keeps people safe at all times. Safe Kids Worldwide is a nonprofit that works to protect kids from unintentional injuries and incidents like fires, crashes, or drownings. Safe Kids Greater South Haven, led by Bronson Health, will replace any of the life jackets that go missing or are stolen. The loaner stations will be located near the playground at each beach once they're installed for the remainder of this beach season. South Haven Area Emergency Services will have interns check on the stations to be sure they're maintained. A new documentary exploring the origins of the former Benton Harbor religious commune, the House of David, is set to premiere locally this weekend, ahead of the regional cinema tour and a nationwide release on PBS. Executive pr- producer Chris Siriano, who founded the House of David Museum in 1997, said the nearly two-hour film called House of David Life Everlasting will be the first in a series exploring every aspect of the House of David. The film is set to premiere at 7 p.m. Friday at Lake Michigan College's Mendel Center. While there is still more work to be done on future episodes, Siriano says he's thrilled for people to watch the first installment. That It's super exciting. It's a giant check mark off of my bucket list because it's something that I've always prayed that I would be able to accomplish in my lifetime. It's a big step in the right direction because this one has a lot of major players in it that help tell the story. 
On Saturday, the film will head to Dwajak's Parish Event Center with showings at 3.30 p.m. and 6.30 for $4. The Loma in Coloma and the Michigan Theater in South Haven will also host screenings next week with additional future showings at Celebration Cinema in Benton Harbor. For a complete schedule, you can check out WSJM.com. For more on the film and its creators, visit HODfilm.com. Lake Michigan College is planning an information night on Michigan Reconnect, the state program that helps cover community college tuition costs for students who are age 25 and older and have never earned a degree. LMC Admissions Director Caroline Tubbs tells us the one-hour event will include a presentation from Michigan Reconnect Representative Kylie Schultz, as well as an opportunity for new and returning students to ask questions. There is a lot of interest. We get a lot of interest from students that hadn't earned a degree yet. They see this program, they want to learn more about it, and oftentimes if a student isn't eligible for some reason for the Michigan Reconnect program, there is so much financial aid out there for students that want to go to college that I just encourage anyone that's interested to fill out the FAFSA. You can register to attend LMC's information session at lakemichigancollege.edu slash reconnect. The workshop will be Wednesday, July 13th, starting at 6 p.m. in room 1304 at the Todd Center on the Benton Township campus of LMC. Tubbs says all are welcome. Following a fire this week that temporarily shut down the Curious Kids Museum, a fundraiser has been launched to help the attraction recoup costs. Jen Wagner with Boss Services tells us they were saddened to hear the news about the fire and wanted to help. The GoFundMe aims to help with financial setbacks the museum may have suffered. Lost income. I mean, there's, you know, employees who also, you know, depend on Curious Kids being open. I talked to uh, the executive director, Lori, yesterday, and it's just a devastating loss during the summer season with losing that income from the tourists and local families alike. We just wanted to help out. Wagner says Boss Services has set an initial goal of $5,000 and will match the donations up to that amount. The damage to the museum was in the attic and uh, to some walls in the ceiling. You can donate to the Caring for Curious Kids Fire Damage Fundraiser at GoFundMe.com. We have a link at our website. And thanks to help from businesses as well as private donors and an award from the AAA Insurance Traffic Safety Grant, the Benton Township Fire Department has raised more than $25,000 to purchase new Jaws of Life equipment. Fire Chief Rob Harper says the new equipment goes a long way when it comes to helping the department in rescue situations. It means everything to us. Our old set was 47 years old. The new set is twice as fast and twice as powerful. And, you know, the guys that actually use it on the road, other than you know, myself, this is what they felt would, would really do the job for us long term. So it just, it just changes up everything. Honor Credit Union Stark's family home. Family Funeral Home and Zilke Towing combined to raise more than $10,000 on behalf of the department. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues. The alleged gunman in the Independence Day parade shooting in Chicago will be held without bail. In a virtual hearing this morning, prosecutors described statements made by Robert Cremo to police after he was apprehended. Among the statements that he made to police, Cremo considered another attack in nearby Wisconsin. More from ABC's Alex Stone in Highland Park, Illinois. After his attack here, police say Robert Cremo drove to Madison, Wisconsin, where he saw another 4th of July celebration underway, and he contemplated another shooting. He had a rifle and 60 rounds of ammunition, but for some reason decided against it and returned here. He did uh, dispose of his phone in Madison, the Madison area in Middleton, 
That phone has since been recovered. Deputy Chief Chris Covelli says Cremo appears to have a fascination with the numbers four and seven. The attack was on the seventh month and fourth day. Alex Stone, ABC News, Highland Park, Illinois. A defiant British Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, is fighting to remain in office, shrugging off calls for his resignation after two top ministers and a slew of junior officials said they could no longer serve under his scandal-plagued leadership. British media is reporting that Johnson's refusing to step down, citing, quote, hugely important issues facing the country. Members of the opposition Labor Party showered Johnson with shouts of go, go during the weekly ritual of prime minister's questions in the House of Commons. Members of his own conservative party also challenged him. Critics argue the leader's days are numbered following his poor handling of sexual misconduct allegations against a senior official. A fresh call is being made for a federal assault weapon ban from Vice President Kamala Harris. Harris made an unscheduled visit to Highland Park, Illinois, where seven people died during a shooting at a July 4th parade. ABC's Alex Perchet says it's, the weapons ban is not likely to gain support it would need from congressional lawmakers. There, there isn't enough momentum uh, in Congress and on Capitol Hill to get that ban done, right? I mean, we, we, we heard even with the bipartisan uh, gun legislation that just became law, uh, that was something the Democrats had been hoping for. It was a non-starter for Republicans. And of course, you need bipartisan support, that 60-vote threshold uh, in the Senate to, to pass any such legislation. Federal Reserve officials were concerned at their meeting last month that consumers were starting to anticipate higher inflation, and they signaled that much higher interest rates could be needed to restrain it. The policymakers also acknowledged in minutes from their meeting released today that the rate hikes could weaken the economy, but they suggested that such steps were necessary to slow price increases back to the Fed's 2% annual target. The Fed officials agreed the central bank needed to raise its benchmark interest rate to restrictive levels that would slow the economy's growth and, quote, recognize that an even more restrictive stance could be appropriate if inflation persists. In a significant turn, a former Trump White House lawyer has agreed to testify under oath before the House Select Committee on January 6th about the events leading up to the Capitol attack. ABC's Faith Abube in Washington has details. The former White House lawyer's name has been brought up repeatedly during the January 6th hearings. And now sources tell ABC News that Pat Cipollone has reached a deal with the January 6th panel to sit down for a written testimony. Cipollone played a critical role in the White House in the final days of the Trump administration, including on the day of the Capitol riot. According to sworn testimony given to the committee, Cipollone was at the center of several conversations advising Trump against efforts to overturn the election and his wish to march with supporters to the Capitol. The committee issued a subpoena for Cipollone after he declined to publicly testify. Faith Abube, ABC News, Washington. A new report on the Evaldi Elementary School massacre in Texas says a police officer had a chance to open fire on the gunman but missed it while waiting for permission to shoot. The report also says some of the 21 victims at Robb Elementary School could have been saved on May 24th had they received medical attention sooner. The report is yet another damning assessment of how police failed to act on opportunities that might have saved lives in what became the deadliest school shooting in the U.S. since the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting massacre in 2012. Senate Democrats appear to have reached a new deal on President Biden's stalled domestic agenda dubbed the Build Back Better Plan. The agreement between Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and a moderate Democrat Joe Manchin seeks to lower prescription drug prices for seniors. 
ABC's Faith Abube has more. Sources tell ABC News the deal among Senate Democrats gives Medicare the authority to begin negotiating drug prices as soon as next year if passed. The measure is a key part of the revised Build Back Better bill Democrats are hoping to fast track amid Republican opposition. According to the deal summary obtained by ABC News, out-of-pocket costs for Medicare recipients would be capped at $2,000 a year, and drug manufacturers would face penalties for raising prices higher than inflation. Negotiations can continue on other significant portions of the broader package. Faith Abube, ABC News, Washington. Many Democrats are frustrated their party hasn't done more to respond to the Supreme Court ruling revoking the constitutional right for a woman to obtain abortions. President Joe Biden responded to that frustration last week by calling for an exception to the filibuster to codify Roe v. Wade. However, it won't happen because two Democratic senators oppose making any exception to the filibuster. Democrats' main response is that the party needs to elect more Democrats but that grates on some activists who say the party needs to act with the power it's already won in the 2020 election. And some business owners in Houston will soon have to add a new item to their budgets, high-definition surveillance cameras. ABC's Jim Ryan says city leaders there are requiring enhanced security systems for businesses considered high-risk for crime. Starting on July 19th, bars and nightclubs, sexually oriented businesses, convenience stores and game rooms in Houston will be required to install outward-facing high-resolution surveillance cameras. The goal, says Executive Police Chief Matt Slinkard, to help law enforcement solve a crime and then hopefully prevent future violent crimes. Those businesses will be required to store the video for 30 days and to hand it over to police on demand. Legal analyst Steve Shellis says that could be a problem. So I expect we will see challenges and modifications to it. Jim Ryan, ABC News. WSJM News now continues with your weather forecast.